بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله وسلم وبارك على نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين I welcome you all to a new podcast I ask Allah جل وعلا to make it beneficial and to grant us all goodness آمين This podcast will be a brief and simple explanation of the Quran We will take what the scholars have mentioned in the main books of tafsir, break it down, put it into English, so that anybody who wants to understand some of the verses, know what Allah is saying, they would be able to do that. What's interesting to mention is that this podcast was not planned. A few days before the month of Ramadan, my wife needed some content for one of the projects she was running. She wanted a brief and simple explanation of the Qur'an for a few chapters, the last juz of the Qur'an to be precise. So she suggested that I record this and walillahilhamd after that it began. I ask Allah Jalla wa'ala to reward her as well as all those who give us new ideas, encourage us and give us feedback. At times we make mistakes and our mistakes need to be corrected. So we ask Allah Jalla wa'ala to reward them all. Ameen. We had actually began by explaining the 30th juz, beginning with Amma Yatasa'alun. After a few recordings, I realized that to make this more beneficial, bi'ithnillah, we find everybody reads Surah Al-Fatiha. Almost everybody knows Surah Al-Fatiha. So it's important for us to know its meaning. So inshallah, in this episode, we will go over Surah Al-Fatiha. The next few episodes will be the 30th juz till the end. And after that, bi'ithnillah, we will choose certain suwar, certain chapters in the Qur'an to go over. We ask Allah Jalla wa'ala to grant us all ikhlas and acceptance. Ameen. When we open the Qur'an, we find that the very first surah, the very first chapter is Al-Fatiha. One of the meanings of Al-Fatiha is the opening. Because immediately as you open it, you find it's at the very beginning. There are many fada'il and many virtues mentioned when it comes to this surah. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam informs us in a hadith that this is the most powerful, the greatest surah or the greatest chapter. In this surah, even though it's only 25 words long, roughly 113 letters, it gathers all the topics covered in the whole Qur'an. The seven main topics covered in the Qur'an. Number one, Lordship. Allah Jalla wa'ala speaks about himself. This is found in Surah Al-Fatiha. Number two, Allah Jalla wa'ala speaks about the prophets and prophethood. Number three, Allah Jalla wa'ala speaks about the day of Qiyamah. Number four, Allah Jalla wa'ala speaks about the reward for those who do good. Number five, he speaks about the punishment of those who disobey. Number six, he speaks about ahkam, halal and haram. Number seven, Allah Jalla wa'ala mentions many stories. All these topics, we find them in Surah Al-Fatiha. It's as though Surah Al-Fatiha is a summary for what's to come later on in the Qur'an. Before one begins to recite the Qur'an, he must recite the isti'adha. He says, أَعُوذُ بِاللَّهِ مِنَ الشَّيْطَانِ الرَّجِيمِ Allah Jalla wa'ala says, فَإِذَا قَرَأْتَ الْقُرْآنِ When you recite the Qur'an, فَاسْتَعِذْ بِاللَّهِ Seek Allah's protection. Take refuge in Allah Jalla wa'ala. All the scholars agree that أَعُوذُ بِاللَّهِ مِنَ الشَّيْطَانِ الرَّجِيمِ is not a verse of the Qur'an. However, one should recite it because since the Qur'an is full of goodness and shaitan wants evil and bad for a human being, the only way you will benefit from this goodness is if you are protected from this evil being. So Allah Jalla wa'ala teaches us at the very beginning, say, أَعُوذُ بِاللَّهِ مِنَ الشَّيْطَانِ الرَّجِيمِ I seek Allah's protection. I take refuge in Allah 
from shaitan the one who is far away from any goodness bismillahir rahmanir rahim we then begin in the name of allah jalla wa ala allah means the worshiped one ar-rahman is the most merciful ar-rahim also the most merciful however Ar-Rahman is more encompassing than Ar-Rahim. So one of the meanings of Ar-Rahman is that he himself is merciful. And Ar-Rahim is his mercy reaches the creation. Another more common meaning is Ar-Rahman is his mercy is for everything. And Ar-Rahim, he has a special mercy for his believers. The scholars all agree that Basmalah is a verse of the Quran in Surah An-Naml. As for Basmalah being part of Surah Al-Fatiha, here they differ. Some of them mention that Basmalah is not part of Surah Al-Fatiha. Others mention it is part of Surah Al-Fatiha. And others go a step further and they say that Basmalah in some Qiraat, in some ways of reciting the Quran, is a verse from Surah Al-Fatiha. In other ways of reciting the Quran, it is not. The reason we mention this is sometimes when you travel to another country and you find them in their salah reciting basmalah loudly, one of the reasons is because they see this basmalah as a verse of Surah Al-Fatiha. So it's important to know that these opinions exist. Allah Jalla wa'ala begins by saying, Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. All praise is due to Allah, who is Lord of the worlds. Rabbil Alameen, the scholars mentioned Rabb, there are a few meanings to it. One of them being he is the master. He is the one who is obeyed. Another meaning is he owns everything. He nurtures everything and brings it up slowly. Here we are taught to praise him. Allah Jalla wa'ala begins by praising himself. He loves to be praised. It's as though he is saying, O son of Adam, after you know that all praise is due to me, then praise me. He says, Alhamdulillahi, all praise is due to Allah. Rabbil Alameen, Lord of the worlds. Al-Alameen means everything that exists from the heavens and the earth and whatever is between them. Everything belongs to Allah Jalla wa'ala. If we take a second to ponder over this, imagine how mighty and powerful this being is. Surely when somebody reads this verse, he will be left in awe of the Creator. And there may be a form of fear because you are speaking, you are reciting the verse and realizing that this is the most powerful being, subhanahu wa ta'ala. So immediately after that, Allah Jalla wa'ala says, Ar-Rahman Ar-Rahim. Yes, he is the most powerful. At the same time, he is the most beneficent, the most merciful. He himself is merciful and his mercy reaches the creation. Look at how he gathers between these two verses. The first verse, a servant or a slave may be overtaken. There may be fear. He immediately gives him hope. Ar-Rahman Ar-Rahim. Maliki Yawmiddin. A very short verse. Maliki Yawmiddin means the owner or the only king on the day of Qiyamah. This verse is only three words long. However, we are able to derive at least four pieces of benefit. The first is there is a day that will come, and that is the day of Qiyamah. The second is, on that day there will be judgment, Maliki Yawmiddin, the day where every soul will be given what it truly deserves. The third is, Allah Jalla wa'ala is the one and only 
who will rule on that day. He is the one who will judge between the people. The fourth is this judgment will be carried out with full justice. Nobody will be oppressed in any way. Again, look at the first few verses. Allah began by mentioning how he is the Lord of everything. He then gave us hope and he said, Ar-Rahman Ar-Rahim, he is the most beneficent, the most merciful. If somebody reads this, he may have a bit too much hope and this may lead him to carry out evil, believing Allah is Ar-Rahman Ar-Rahim and he just forgives. Allah Jalla wa'ala immediately mentions Maliki Yawmiddin. At the same time, he is the one who will judge on that day. Look at how Allah Jalla wa'ala always strikes the balance between hope and fear. Not too much hope and not too much fear. Here we acknowledge who Allah is. You alone we worship. You alone we ask for help. Worship is a word that encompasses every single thing that Allah loves, whether apparently or hidden, whether it is speech or an action. So we are taught to say, Oh Allah, you alone we worship and you alone we ask for help. Isti'ana, when seeking the help of Allah Jalla wa'ala, we find that it's also an ibadah, it's also an act of worship. The scholars mention that even though in Iyyaka na'budu all acts of worship are mentioned, Allah Jalla wa'ala then specifies one of these acts of worship, which is isti'ana, seeking his help. So even though it's part of all acts of worship, he specifies it to show us it's important, to show us that yes, you worship me, alone but you should know that you will not be able to worship me unless i help you every time you want to carry out a good deed every time you want to do something you should know that only if allah helps you to do it you will be able to do it thereafter allah mentions a dua he teaches us a dua to make ponder over this dua ponder how we got to this dua look at the build up so to say before asking him for something we praised him we acknowledged who he was we called out to him with his great names and attributes thereafter he teaches us to ask we are taught to make a dua and ask him to guide us to the straight path if there's anything we can take away from this is whenever we make our dua, we should begin by praising Allah, acknowledging who he is, learning to call him with his great names and attributes. So here we are asking for the most important thing ever, and that is guidance to the straight path. What is the straight path? Some scholars mention it is the Quran. Others mention it is the Sunnah. Others mention following the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. All these meanings complement one another. They are not contradictory. إِهْدِنَ الصِّرَاطَ الْمُسْتَقِيمِ Who is on this path? صِرَاطَ الَّذِينَ أَنْعَمْتَ عَلَيْهِمْ The path of those who you have bestowed your favor upon, O Allah. Who are these people? He mentions them in another verse. وَمَنْ يُطِعِ اللَّهَ وَالرَّسُولَ فَأُولَٰئِكَ مَعَ الَّذِينَ أَنْعَمَ اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِمْ Those who obey Allah and His Messenger will be with the ones who Allah has bestowed His favor upon. مِنَ النَّبِيِّينَ From the Anbiya, the Messengers. وَالصِّدِّقِينَ Those who were truthful. وَالشُّهَدَاءَ And the Martyrs. وَالصَّالِحِينَ And the pious people. Again, there is so much that has been mentioned in the books of Tafsir when it comes to this surah. 
One interesting point that stands out, some of the Mufassirin mention that if you feel like you alone, you're the only one who's trying to do good and you've got nobody to help you, know that on the same path you are treading, the best of creation also went on that path from the prophets and the martyrs and those who are truthful and the pious people. So don't feel alone. You should know that you have company on this path. Not the path of those who have earned your wrath and anger, nor those who went astray. A lot of people when reading the explanation and the translation of the Quran, we find that they just read not the path of those who earned your anger, who, who earned your wrath, and those are the Jews, and not the path of those who went astray, and those are the Christians. This verse encompasses much more than that, as the scholars mention. Al-Maghdubi alayhim is everybody who has knowledge but didn't practice upon this knowledge. So you knew, for example, salah was compulsory and you didn't perform it. Zakah and giving charity was compulsory and you didn't give it out. Those who had knowledge and didn't practice upon it, all of them come under al-maghdubi alayhim. As for al-dalleen, all those who carried out acts of worship without knowledge. So you wanted to worship Allah. Your intention was good. However, you didn't follow the way of the messenger, the way the messenger taught you how to worship him. So you find somebody in Fajr, for example, instead of two units of prayer, he wants to read three. He has a good intention, but he's doing something wrong. He is not following the messenger. So as we mentioned, the most encompassing meaning of Al-Maghdubi alayhim, those who had knowledge but didn't practice upon it. And as for Al-Dalleen, are those who wanted to do good, they tried to carry out acts of worship, but they didn't base their actions on knowledge. Thereafter, one should say Ameen, which basically means, Oh Allah, accept this dua. As mentioned, there is a lot more that can be said when it comes to Surah Al-Fatiha. We all recite the Surah countless times a day. It's important for us to know its meaning, to ponder over it. Remember, it is the greatest Surah the greatest chapter in the Qur'an. We ask Allah Jalla wa'ala to grant us all goodness and beneficial knowledge. Bi'ithnillah, in the next episode, we will go over the very first surah in the 30th juz, which is Surah Al-Naba'. We ask Allah Jalla wa'ala to make us from those who benefit the most from this month of Ramadan and from those who are freed from the hellfire and entered into the highest part of Jannah, Al-Firdaus Al-A'la, without any prior punishment or reckoning. Ameen. Wa sallallahu wa sallam wa baraka ala nabina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in.